0: Hello friend, I'm John Carter. Welcome today to The Carter Report. We've got a tremendous program today because we've got somebody here who's going to tell you the story of a lifetime. This man has seen the hand of God in operation. There are two types of people in the world I've discovered in my pilgrimage, people who are big talkers (laughs) and people who are big doers. We have here for the glory of God, one of God's big doers, the founder of 3ABN, my friend, Danny Shelton. And he's going to tell us how God has used 3ABN around the world in reaching the lost for Christ. Welcome today to The Carter Report. God has His time and His place for everything and the time and the place now is Latin America, including Cuba. Time Magazine talks about the second Protestant Reformation and describes how hundreds of thousands, even millions of Latinos are coming to the gospel of Christ. I'm not an armchair theologian. I'm speaking according to experience, I've seen it with my own eyes recently we went down to el salvador there i spoke in the largest football stadium in central america with the biggest crowd that that football stadium had ever ever seen they came not to see a football match but to hear about the blood of christ millions are coming to a knowledge of god in latin america Doors are opening in Cuba. Who knows? We may be going to Cuba soon. As the doors open, by the grace of God, we are going to step through those doors. And we want you to step through those doors with us and be part of our team for such a time as this. Please write to me, friend. Don't put it off. Write to me, John Carter. Post Office Box 1900. Thousand Oaks, California, 91358 in Australia. Write to me at Terrigal, New South Wales. Be part of the Second Reformation. Join us and see the miracles of God. Amen. Uh, Welcome today to The Carter Report. I'm John Carter, and my special guest is the founder of 3ABN, my old friend, uh, Danny Shelton. Danny, welcome here today. Thank you, Pastor Carter. It's good to be here. It's a privilege and a pleasure to have you here in Southern California. I love being here and love being with you,
1: most of all, because you have a vision to go into all the world. I love being around
0: people who believe in taking the gospel to the world. And some of the best days we've ever had, some of the best days were when uh, 3ABN and Carter Report got together and we went overseas to Russia to preach the gospel to the millions of the lost. I'm eternally grateful to you for inviting 3ABN to go. We just had a great time and we're thankful to God that you accepted the invitation. Before 1984, that's when 3ABN was born, was it not? Yes. Tell me about your early years, Danny.
1: Well, I was raised in a family. We were considered poor, Southern Illinois. Mm -hmm. And uh, my father was disabled at 36 years old. Mm. And my mother and father had been country western musicians for a time. But after they became Adventist Christians, Mm. uh, they no longer, of course, went out and played in the nightclubs. And neither one had an education beyond the eighth grade. So they just did whatever work they could do. And that's usually with the hands. So I was raised with five children four boys and a girl, and my mother and father, and uh, I became a carpenter. My brothers and I, we had an uncle who's a carpenter, so during our younger years, we'd go with him on
0: Sundays. And... That's a very honorable trade, as you know. Well, I, mm. I, I, I realize that now. <laughs> there was a very, very famous carpenter. Well, there was, absolutely. Before 1984, in southern Illinois, you could say almost brought up in, in poverty. Mm-hmm. Yes, but you know what we had? that uh, a lot of families
1: around the world don't. Yes. There was a lot of love in our family. Absolutely. My That's folk, what we had, My too. mom and dad loved Jesus, mm, mm. and we were raised in a Christian home. My mother became an Adventist um, the year I was born. She actually, three years before that, I was born in 51, 48, she contracted polio, mm. and she literally, uh, her arms and legs had drawn, and she couldn't walk. The doctors came, and they said, you know, it's a German-Jewish doctor named Dr. Galula. Mm. And he said, we're going to have to take her to St. Louis Barnes Jewish Hospital. And my father said he asked her, how long will she be there? He said, I don't know if she'll ever come back. My mother had been studying the Adventist message, the Bible message, for two years with an Mm. uncle of mine, Olin Shelton, and Mildred, and my aunt, who had become Seventh-day Adventist, but she wouldn't join the church because they were doing their music in the nightclubs and doing these things. And she said, we have to make a living. And here, she's suddenly down with polio. The doctor comes to the house, says, we're going to have to send her to St. Louis. My mother says she hears it in the other room. She manages to roll off the bed in a position and prayed, Lord, if you'll heal me, I promise to never set foot in another tavern. I promise to become a Christian. I'll join the Adventist Church, and I'll raise my children <laughs> yeah, to do so. That's a big prayer. <laughs> she she had my uncle came. and brought the Adventist pastor. My father, who wasn't a Christian, said, I'll leave the room because those of you who believe pray, they laid hands on her, they prayed for her. And the story goes that within a matter of hours, before the ambulance could get there to take her to St. Louis, her arms and legs, the, the color came back. She literally was on her feet cleaning house because she said my father hadn't done that good a job in the, in I, the I, I, few children that she I, had. But I believe in miracles today, it's Pastor a miracle Cardinal, of God. Because she... She lived a long life Absolutely. after that, and raised all mm. of us to love Jesus.
0: Amazing. And so here you are, you're a carpenter in Southern Illinois, mm-hmm. and you get this uh, some would say <clears throat> a crazy idea to take the three angels' messages to the world. <laughs> yes. Um, now the church wasn't didn't have a television station in those days. Hope has come along many years after. Mm-hmm. But the church didn't have a, a worldwide television outreach. There was not
1: one Seventh Avenue television station on planet Earth giving the three angels' Well, you know, it, you know, it couldn't be done.
0: Well, absolutely, you know, it, it can't be done. But so why, why it, even try?
1: <laughs> well, with me, what happened? My my daughter and my my wife Kay, my uh, at the time she was later killed in an automobile accident. Yes, actually in 1982 she was killed. But my daughter and I continued to travel, and we sing. We sing on some charismatic television stations and yes. others, and everywhere I'd go I'd say, Lord, where are we as Seventh-day Adventists in the media? Mm. The old saying mm. is, the farther you go, the behinder we get. And so one night I lay there, and, and I had been to singing on these networks, I came home, turned on a channel, and I said, Lord, I couldn't sleep. Lord, why doesn't the church build a television station to reach the world? Yes, of course. And I continued mm. to fuss about this with the Lord for a while, mm. and John, this thought came to me. November late night, early morning hours, November 15th, 1984. I want you to build a television station that will reach the world with an undiluted Three Angels messages, one that would counteract the counterfeit." Now, here's the thing. I was a carpenter with a high school education. I wasn't a theologian. I was an Adventist, knew some of the doctrines, but had no idea what undiluted Three Angels messages, one that would counteract the counterfeit to all the world. I had no idea what that meant. But I finally said, you know what, Lord? If this is you, I'll go Mm -hmm. forward, but I'll go forward in two conditions. I'll never beg for money and I'll never borrow money.
0: That's a big dream. In Southern Illinois, in a company, you're gonna build a television station. Of course, you got a lot of help to do that, didn't you?
1: Little town of 9,000 people, Mm -hmm. you know, What's the uh, little town in Benton? In Thompsonville? Oh, Thompsonville, it, out close to where the station is, yeah. six hundred people. I know that's a real metropolis. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> West well, Frankfort is big compared to that. Yeah, where I've I was been in all raid. those
0: places many you, times.
1: You sure have. Well, you know, I, I was surprised. I thought that everybody, when I would go to the Adventist churches and say, <laughs> the Lord's impressed me to build a television station yeah. to reach the world, Hallelujah. people praise would jump up Lord. and down yeah, and praise the Lord. What a and great the, idea. One of the first places I came because we were singing, my daughter and I was yeah. out here to California. I won't tell you where, <laughs> no. what church, yeah. but I got up and sang a few songs, and then yeah. I said, I have to tell you, folk, the Lord's impressed me to build a television station to reach yeah. the world. I saw the pastor stand up in the back of the church and started doing this. And I said, <laughs> uh, what, it was is that, what does
0: that mean? Well, I
1: didn't know no, whether he was, no. had a problem. He was, I thought yeah. if he was fanning, he should itch, do it this or way. Or else he had an itch. He had something going yeah. on, or he wanted me to stop for yeah, some possibly, reason. I said, I think he said stop. Mm. So I took a break. They took up an offering, did whatever <laughs> they were going to do. He called me in his office. He said, listen here, young man. I was a young man at the time, yes. 30 years ago. Yes. I called you to sing. Do not be talking about building a television station yes, to reach I know. the world. Yeah. I said, why? He said, because you know it's never going to happen. Why get people excited about something that's never going to happen? And you know what? It hadn't occurred to me up to that time, because from the day one, I've never doubted God was going to do what he asked me to do. See, God has counted his resources in advance and found that he's not wanting. I learned that from Dr. Walt Thompson, former board chairman of mine. And when God, where God guides, he provides. So it never occurred to me, and I I thought people would be excited everywhere I went and talked in churches, I couldn't get, most of the time, a lot of the leaders to support it, because they said, we don't want you to do this, you're going to take away money that should be coming to yeah, us, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then it's just going to be Danny, gone. Danny,
0: there's only one pie. <laughs> don't you remember? Absolutely. There's only I one came, pie. came right out here at the Adventist
1: Media Center, and that's what they told me. One I told, pie. told a whole group about how, how, <laughs> how the Lord impressed me to build a television station. Couldn't get the leadership involved, and I said, why not? One man said, here's an Adventist pie. It can only be sliced in so many slices. And no, I'm not excited about what you're doing. He said, I'm not excited because (laughs) every time that a new ministry like yours gets up, my slice of the pie gets thinner. I Mm -hmm. said, look, that may be true. But if you look in the refrigerator, God's got a lot more pies. When Jesus said, go ye into all the world, he's going to supply every need. For my God shall supply all of your need according to His riches in glory now, through Christ Jesus. Now,
0: we're going to wind up this segment in, in two minutes, All right. but I want to ask you something that's important. Okay. What's so vital about these three angels' messages? Because most folks tell me today they don't, don't even know what they're about, and they don't even hear them preached.
1: That's wonderful, and I'm glad we named the Lord impressed us to name this Three Angels Broadcasting Network, because everywhere I go, people say, where'd you get that name? Yeah. Do you have three children you named after. Mm. I say, No. Look in Revelation 14, chapter. <laughs> three children? <laughs> what's, so, what's so important about the three angels' messages in this minute time, John? It's an end time message for an end times people. Mm. Anyone who claims to be a Christian, anyone who believes in the Lord Jesus Christ, should be concerned because it's telling us what is
0: going to happen between now and the second coming of Christ. Danny, it's a message that starts with the everlasting gospel. It That's calls right. attention to the great truth that God is our creator. Absolutely. We do not believe in the doctrine of evolution. We don't believe in time plus matter plus chance. And come we, out believe, are my people. we believe we came from the hand of God. That's it's right. a warning against Babylon. That's and it right. proclaims a warning about the beast, the image yes. of the beast, and the mark of the beast, so help us God. And it calls upon people to keep the commandments of God and uh, the faith of Jesus. And the whole world needs to hear it right now. It is God's this hour message. It's not the most popular message in the world, no, Danny. absolutely not. But it's the most important message in the world, and it's the message of God for this time. And that's why 3ABN exists, to Amen. preach the undiluted truths of the three angels' messages. My special guest today is my old friend, Danny Shelton. And we'll be back in a moment. Don't go away. Can have all the wisdom this earth can hold. Just give me
1: Jesus. Give me Jesus when I'm lonely and I'm nowhere to.
0: Welcome back friend my guest today is Danny Shelton from 3ABN Danny what is the symbolism of three angels flying in the midst of heaven you know it, it doesn't talk about those angels getting around with the turnips no the cabbages no absolutely but it's a prophetic picture of three angels flying in the midst of, of heaven of, what of does the it gospel
1: mean? going into all the world because if you read the three angels' messages in Revelation 14 and you go to 18, and it basically talks about a fourth angel, and the earth will be lightened with the glory of God. Now, John, you and I know that 100 years ago, mm. the earth couldn't be lightened with the glory of God. You see, what I see now, this is a thus saith Danny, not a thus saith the Lord. Okay. But I think John the Revelator saw satellites in the midst of heaven because uh-huh. a, a satellite, a, that an is angel. A, that is a Danny. Isn't an it? angel is an just a messenger. <laughs> yeah. Right? And see, uh, Three Angels' messages are literally around the world. And right now, 3ABN is sending signals (laughs) 22,300 miles to space, covering planet Earth, going into potentially 2 billion homes. Uh If people want to watch 3ABN, they can around the world. But the Three Angels' messages is a message
0: that has to go to the world before Jesus comes back. Danny, many pastors, many of our beloved church members are trying to keep the angels down on the ground. <laughs> I'm telling you, well, down underneath yeah. the cabbages, yeah. Yeah. down yeah. with absolutely. the turnips.
1: That's called lo- loss of vision. Uh, well, it's no vision at all,
0: that's absolutely okay. true. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> this message is portrayed as three angels flying in the midst of heaven because they can be seen up there. Absolutely. They can be seen up there. Absolutely. This is a worldwide proclamation. And one of the great sins that we have today, one of the great sins that we face and that we it afflicts us is the sin of unbelief mm-hmm. and not believing the scriptures. Now, people say, you know, I want a quiet little church. I don't want to talk about this. We don't want to get people concerned. Mm-hmm. We don't certainly don't want to upset anybody because we're running a big public relations campaign but this message is the proclamation of God's last warning message to the world. It is God's get ready message before Jesus comes. And it is seen, as you said, with satellites, everything Absolutely. else in the midst of heaven. Absolutely. It's the biggest thing
1: in the world. But, John, the, the beautiful part of it is, and people say, why you? You're a carpenter. Yeah, you, I know. Why would a carpenter you, you didn't graduate this? from the seminary? People say, why you? Why Why there? Yeah. And I said, it's showing us God will use anybody who's willing to be used. Yes, see, he God will. God uses us in spite of us, not because of us. Sometimes my <clears> dad used to say, we, you know what's wrong with that preacher? Somebody be preaching. He's got too smart for God. Uh huh. He thinks he knows it all. He's yeah. too smart for God. But see, we have to trust God. So <laughs> my message to anyone watching today, I don't care who you are, where you're from, what your background is. If you're willing to be used. God will use you. I'm not a theologian. You do a much better job of teaching the three angels' messages to the world th- than I could do. But we all play our part. Absolutely. God has used me to, and, and all of those, see, I couldn't have done this without, he asked me, did people help? Laymen begin to jump in. Some church leaders begin to support. Yeah. And has there been opposition? Always been opposition. But you know what? This, ever since God said, build a television station to reach the world, John, it's never quit growing because all we've done is gone forward. The
0: blessing of God is on the go. Tell me, how difficult was it getting started? Now, you're underway now. The ship is going. Yes. But how difficult back in 1984? Sure, in 85, well, first of all, it was getting people to believe.
1: And here it went from a dream uh-huh. in, 19, in November 1984, just a dream, to building the network, putting it on the air by 1986 which that in itself is a miracle, a satellite network shooting signals all across, at that time, North America, now around the world. Difficulty was getting people to look past me. They would say, those close to me, oh, I know him. He couldn't do that. Yeah. He doesn't know anything He's about a carpenter. television. He doesn't. And when I talked to church leaders, they said, this will never happen. He's you'll a never, carpenter. You'll That's ne- what they said about the other carpenter. They did. <laughs> but they said, you'll never get the signal up. Guess what yeah. happened once we got the signal up the satellite? You know what they said? They they'll won't never keep it up. get it down. No, they said they'll never get it down into the homes. Once it got down into the yeah. homes, then they said, Well, that's only for people with great big dishes. Most yeah. of the world doesn't have great big dishes. Yeah. So, what's so special about that? But what they didn't see, and I didn't see either, I just did, and that's what I encourage everybody mm. today mm. John, just do what God's calling you to do. Take it one day at a time. Just one step at a time. The blessing is on the go. So as I went forward, did I know that the technology would change from a million people with big dishes in North America to literally now I can take out my phone, which I have here, my iPhone, for instance, whatever phone you have. Mm. I can go to the app store, get three ABN on six different networks anywhere in the world. I can watch three ABN on my phone. Watch. Yeah, I can't I mean, get away from Dick it. Nick Tracy brought to yeah. life, right? I yeah. mean, how amazing is the times in which we're living and now through the internet, through cable, through downlink stations, we're one of the largest owners of TV stations in America, a network of almost 300 radio stations. I didn't do any of that. I give God the credit for all of it, but I thank God for the people who caught the vision, who believed in the undiluted Three Angels messages, and for whatever reason said, we're gonna put our resources there. And because of those people, and God bringing ministers like you that can preach the gospel with power,
0: and with an anointing, three and is literally reaching the world. Uh, praise God, Danny. I want to put something to you, because I have people who've said to me over the years, well, this is not being run by the church. Yeah. You know, this, this is not the church. That's true. But they've got bad theology, because the church is never an institution. Okay, all right. The church is always the people of God. You are the church. You're a part of the yeah. church. And when people say, well, no, 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 you're not the church. We're the church because we're sitting in an office. What they need to do, they need to go and read the Bible. They need to read what the Bible says about the church. Mm-hmm. They need to read 1 Corinthians chapter 12, chapter 13, and chapter 14, where it talks about the organization of the church. Mm-hmm. But the church is the, the Greek word is the laos. Oh, people say, there you got it. That's the laity. No, the laos are mm-hmm. the people of god yeah and 3abn is the church it's a part of the church mm-hmm. as jesus taught sure and the bible tells us danny when we are a part of god's church the gates of hell she will not prevail, prevail against, against it but some people need a little bit of enlightenment a little bit of enlightenment they need to. Come to understand well, what the Bible teaches. Well, absolutely. We Our leaders are
1: administrators. They're not the church. We're all the church. They're part, part said, of the
0: church. And Bill Hybels said a terrible heresy. You know, he's a church yeah, growth uh-huh. expert. He said, yeah. not all leaders are administrators, oh, and not mercy, all administrators say. are leaders. Have mercy. Well, I yeah. won't
1: comment on that, but yeah. I will tell you no, but that, it's the truth. that in the late 90s, the church felt like that they should take over three ABNs. So you had, had a little opposition all the way. I had many, 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 many meetings about it. Now, mm. I'm not saying anything bad about the people. I love the people, and they're yeah, good I know. people. Yeah. But people really thought this is the way it should should be. But mm. what I said to them was this. Look, why do you want to take over 3ABN? Well, because the tool is so powerful. It's reaching yeah, so many people. It's successful. You influence so many now people. Now you've started it. We're going to take it over. <laughs> well, my question to them and statement, actually, yeah. to them was, look, you have... You know certain institutions, and I won't go into it because we're on television, but there's a lot of things that you're not controlling that you pay the people. If you can't control what you have, why would you want to control this, who all it's doing is bringing people into the church? Thousands of people have been baptized. You're getting the tithes from that. We're not asking for tithes. People send offerings. The church is growing. Why would you want to control something when you don't have Things that you have. I, I I, mean, very simply, I just say, why don't you go back and control what you do have? And if I see that happening, maybe I'll be interested. But you don't give away your baby, right? No, of course D- you the don't. The Lord impressed me no, to no, build no. this. So no, no, no. I had no intentions of ever just saying, okay, well, here, let me turn this over to somebody and go on because I didn't feel it was the right thing to do. And no, you know it wasn't. what? It wasn't the right Some thing to do. Some of the same do. leadership at that time hmm. who I sat for hours and hours in meetings and and said, we believe the church should. Take over three ABN. He should has, have said, but we have a church. Has said to me today, I'm so thankful you didn't listen to us. Yes. I'm so thankful that because three ABN is able to do more than what we've been able to do with all of our resources.
0: Danny, I believe the most important thing that is taught in the Bible is the preaching of the gospel of Christ. Amen. Uh, Romans chapter one says, I'm not ashamed no. of the gospel. Yes. Because it is the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes to the Jew first and also to the Greek. When mm-hmm. it says gospel there, Danny, you know and I know it means it's the, it's the Greek word for good news. Mm-hmm. Good news is about what somebody has done. News is yes. not about you. Right. It's not about me. It's the good news of what God has done for us. It's Amen. the story of the cross. Amen. And the power of the gospel is found in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ who yes. died for our sins. Mm -hmm. some 2,000 years ago now, but he died for our sins. Mm -hmm. Is 3ABN leading people to the cross and to Christ? Absolutely, John, and that's
1: our whole purpose, is not to tell people what you don't know or make people look bad or say, let me show you something that we know that you don't know. All of this, the three angels' messages would not be important if it were just some doctrine over this side or some do or or some don't, Mm. that people do. What's so important about the three angels' messages? It's a revelation. Revelation. It's a revealing of Jesus Christ. Absolutely. So now we're simply are unveiling or revealing to G- Jesus Christ to a lost and dying world that many folk have never seen. So it's all about the good news of Jesus Christ. It's very simply this, John. We're all born sinners on this this world. Yeah. We cannot work our way into heaven. No, we can't. Jesus says, if you confess your sins, well, what? I'm a sinner. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Then he says, but if you confess your sins, I will be faithful and just to forgive you from your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Then he says this, go and tell what I've done for you. Yes, he does. I tell everyone, your Mm. greatest asset that you have today is not your, your education, is not how rich you are, how poor you are. Your greatest asset is your own personal testimony of what God has done for you. Now you go tell others what Jesus has done for you. I, if I be lifted up from this earth, will draw
0: all men unto me. And we're going to continue this in our next program, which is going to be wedded to this program. My friend, you're listening to The Carter Report, and my guest is the founder of 3ABN, Danny Shelton. We're going to put some addresses up on the screen. I urge you today to support this faith ministry. Put your money, friend, into the work of God, and sow your seed into good soil. Write to Danny Shelton at 3ABN, and the address is now on the screen. Support the preaching of the three angels' messages. And remember also to write to me, John Carter, Post Office Box, 1900, Thousand Oaks, California, 91358. Our address for Australia is also on the screen. Till next time, goodbye for now, and God bless you.